0: afloat with henry morgan dolores pizarro determined to retrieve the lost aztec necklet and to trap the buccaneer morgan plans to go to jamaica masquerading as antoinette de lacy the kinswoman of the jamaican governor off the jamaican coast she is put out in an open boat to give credence to her story ...that the ship she was aboard fell into the hands of the Spaniards. Dolores is picked up at sea by Morgan... ...who readily believes what she tells him. Hoping to gain Morgan's complete confidence... ...she tries to make friends with his companion, Geoffrey Hunter... ...but Hunter shuns her company. To him, she is too painful a reminder of the life he has left behind him... ...and she revives so many bitter memories... ...that as soon as the Flying Gull berths at Port Royal... ...he goes to the Dolphin Tavern to find forgetfulness in the company of Kitty, the serving wench. While they're together, they're discovered by Dietz, Kitty's jealous Spanish lover.
1: I would warned you, Kitty. The last time I was here, that one day you'd try my jealousy too far. Don't be a fool, put that knife away, Dietz. Yes, you don't mean it. I gave you good warning. Everyone in this tavern knows she is my woman. And you, Hunter, you're not satisfied crawling to Captain Morgan, leaking his books, so that you take my place. You think you can come and steal Kitty from me? is too for
2: any You are thinking your jealousy to scare us, don't you? We're not frightened of you, Dietz.
1: Have you forgotten, Dietz, how you once drew a knife on me before? No. About this time, it will be I who strike first. All right, then.
3: I'll take you on, and on as I am. No,
2: stop it, both of you. You're behaving like babies. Dietz, you let Hunter return to his ship. I
1: will not. That
2: you will. You'll listen to me, do you understand? Go, Jeffrey, please. But, Go, I know how to handle Dietz. You think I have handled this sort of situation before? It's
3: impossible for me to go now. I've
2: looked after myself all my life. I can handle Dietz. I know you believe, Jeffrey, that no gentleman would go. But I'm asking you to go. And no gentleman would refuse a lady's request.
3: It's absurd for me to go and leave you to face this alone. I
2: know Dietz. And while he's still got that look in his eye, I won't come to any harm at his hands. What would life hold for you, Dietz, if you were to kill me?
1: Yeah, that she did. You know what you mean to me. What Kitty has said is right. you better go. We'll meet some other time.
3: I'll be ready, Beats. Good night, Kitty. Thank you for trying to help.
2: Good night.
1: Yeah, you did not expect me to come tonight, Kitty.
2: I reckon you'd be in sometime.
1: Uh, Why do you treat me like this? Why do you drive me insane with jealousy? You, You... You don't know what I've been through.
2: If it's bad, I have no doubt it is of your own making. Uh,
1: to find you, letting that man of all men make love to you. Haven't you got one faithful thought in your head?
2: You've got no right to dictate to me what I do and what I don't do. I promised I'd be faithful to you, Diaz, on one condition. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know I promised you the Aztec necrit. It is easier to pluck the moon from the heaven than to get the Aztec necklace at the moment. But I'll get it for you, Kitty, I will. This Englishman, he... He does not mean anything to you, does he? Answer me, does he mean anything to you?
2: I'll answer your question when you bring me the necklace.
1: Why are you letting him make love to you like that?
2: Maybe it's because he's so handsome and strong.
1: Ah, you're trying to make me jealous again.
2: Or maybe it was because he was lonely.
1: A woman doesn't kiss a man like that just because he is lonely. A woman kisses a man like that to make him forget. You're very wise, dear. Ah. How can you want the cold kisses of this Englishman whose, whose blood is chilled by the winds of the North Sea when my blood has been heated by the sun of Spain? Leave go of me. Your fingers are digging into my shoulders. Like rich red wine, you caught to a man's head.
2: You won't forget your promise.
1: You're have your in accident, I swear.
2: It. Oh, Yet, you hurt my lips.
1: Can your Englishman or any other man give you such passion? I'd
2: better go and serve in a tavern.
1: All right. I'll wait in here. You apply them well tonight, kitty. And when they can drink no more, you come back in here to me. I'll be waiting. Mm
3: Hunter, glad to see you back on board. Thought I was deserted tonight. Come and join me in a drink. It gets lonesome drinking on your own. I've had enough, thanks, Captain Morgan. But I'd like to talk to you. All right. Sit down. Well, what's troubling you, lad? How soon are we sailing on another expedition? Oh, is it impatient that you be? Or is it that you want to forget? A little of both. Don't you feel you can trust me enough to talk about yourself now? When I joined you, Captain Henry, we agreed that what is past is best forgotten. But forgetting isn't so easy. Is that it? I don't like inactivity, hanging around Port Royal. Uh, There's more to it than that. Still, you'll tell me all about it when the time is ripe. So it's forgetting you want to be. (laughs) You'll forget me, lad, when I start again on the troubles. You know... Spain's like a dowager duchess. Her fingers are dripping with gems. Around her neck are ornaments of gold, just waiting to be filched. And I'll filch them. The mainland of Spanish America, whose wealth is just waiting to be taken by someone with a better spirit. The mainland? I thought you could find your activities to the sea, Captain Morgan. And a prize comes our way, we'd take it. But it's the mainland, Hunter. That's where the wealth lies, And after a town is taken, the night air is filled with the triumphant cries of the conquerors and the screams of the vanquished. Screams? Some Spaniards are foolish enough to think they can conceal their wealth from me. I have means of discovering it. Very effective means. Ever seen a man sewn into a green cowhide bag and roasted slowly over a small fire? If you're with me long, lad, you'll get used to it. The cowhide shrinks. And the victim soon screams out the hiding place of his treasures. Eh, there are other ways of finding out these things. You'll learn them. Now, won't you join me in the drink? No, thanks. Oh, um, An invitation I have for you here, Hunter. From whom? The fair young lady we rescued. Antoinette de Lacy. <laughs> She's taken a fancy to you, she has. Especially asked that you should accompany me when we go to government house. I must refuse... Must refuse? But why? I can have no dealings with those who frequent Government House. I am a buccaneer. And so am I, but I go. You're different. Do the rest of your crew go? Ah, so it's a snob you are at heart. I thought you'd jump at the chance of being Sir Thomas Motford's guest. She's a sprightly young girl, is Antoinette de Lacey. Please, Captain Morgan. Ah, it's afraid that you are to go to Government House. That's a roving the high seas you want to be. What is there in Jamaica that you're a of? Come now, answer me, lad. Captain Morgan, I signed on with you on the condition that you ask no question about my past. I have no desire to go to government house, nor to see Anthony de Lacey again. Let that answer suffice. Uh, insubordination, eh? Uh-huh. Insubordination be damned. Aboard the ship, I obey your orders, Captain Morgan. But once in Port Royal, I'm free to go where I wish and speak to whom I choose. I will not go to government health. (laughs) Yes, I like your spirit, lad. There's not another man on the ship who'd stand up to me like that and get away with it. Everything you say is right. I've had too much to drink tonight. That's my trouble. I'll make your excuses to Antoinette de Lisi when next I see her. Maybe tomorrow night. You're dining then with Sir Thomas Watford? No, not tomorrow night. Not dining. I have to see him tomorrow night on another matter. You see, Hunter, Sir Thomas Motford's a sly old fox. I don't trust him. Not one little bit. While I can safely fill his pocket with loot, he's my friend. But if I should become a menace to his safety, to his own personal ambition, he'd have no second thoughts about betraying me. Then you've placed yourself in a dangerous position. Aye, and I've liked it not for long. But I'm going to change that. Yes. I'll change that when I see him tomorrow night.
4: Haven't got too long, Morgan. Antoinette and I have to attend a reception. So be precise and come to the point. What's your business? Huh? And come to the point. What's your business?
3: How is Mademoiselle de Lacey finding life here in port Royals, Thomas?
4: Oh, I'll give the girl a chance, Morgan. She's only been here a couple of days.
3: Uh, remember me to her. Huh? Yes,
4: that I will. She was only speaking of you and that other fellow. When, what's his name? Hunter. Oh yes, Hunter. Speaking of you both tonight, dinner. She's wanting you both to dine one night and be our guest. Well, I shall be honoured to come, but as for Hunter, I can't answer for him. Well, if he doesn't come, Morgan, I do mind very much. Just between you and me, I mean. And, well, my association with you is just this, but, but uh, this
3: man Hunter, after all, he's only a buccaneer. Oh, if you don't wish him to come, I feel sure
4: that I'll be able to persuade him to stay away.
3: And now, Sir Thomas, uh, the business,
4: eh? Yes, what is it? You going to tell me your savings?
3: No, not unless you have some further orders for your new vice
4: admiral. Hmm. <laughs> what mischief are you up to, then, Sir Thomas? I've made no bones about it. I distrust you. Oh, you have no reason to. I've always done the right thing by you, haven't I? Created you vice admiral to protect you.
3: Only because it protects yourself. But tonight I've something to show you. Something which will safeguard my future.
4: Oh, what is it?
3: Just a little bauble I carry about in
4: my pocket. Look. Why, Morgan, where did you get it? It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Worth the king's ransom. And a buccaneer's assured future. A necklet, eh? Taken from an Aztec temple by the Spanish albibar. Look at the workmanship. The setting of those rubies and those emeralds.
1: This is for me, Morgan.
3: Eventually, everyone who's seen that necklet has desired it, Sir Thomas. Anyone would do... Almost anything to get it.
4: It shall be yours. Mine. This is the greatest treasure you've ever given me, Morgan.
3: It's not yours yet, Sir Thomas. I intend to retire and live on the proceeds of my ill-gotten gains. But not just yet. In a few years' time. What
4: has this to do with the
3: necklace? I shall keep it in safe custody, Sir Thomas. When I retire in a few years' time, it'll be yours. But should anything happen to me in the meantime... The necklet will be lost for good. Because only I will know where it is. I think I understand. Cherish me and keep me safe if you want the necklace. Now I'll be getting about my business.
2: Uh, Uncle, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were busy. I was wondering if you are ready.
3: Good evening, ma'am.
2: Oh, that necklace which you have in your hand. Oh, it is wonderful. May I hold it, please? <laughs>
0: Dolores has at last seen again the Aztec necklet. Almost greedily, she stretches out her hands to hold it once more. Listen to the next episode of A Float with Henry Morgan.